everybody, welcome and welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad, and I am back, bitches! Yep, she back. Also, she would have been back last week, but that that recording is gone forever. We had to burn it. I'm so mad about it because it was such a good recording. We had such banter, much stories, great fun. Yeah, we got to hear Blue being petty, but also the episode had to get censored because Blue was so petty that we had to censor so much that the episode just imploded. Yeah, it did. (laughs) I I just... I was just cruel the whole time and rude and mean and the internet was just like, I'm sorry, this is too much. Yeah, this this does not go with our terms and conditions, so you are, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, you need to take a chill pill this week. Um, no, I'm just kidding. What happened was either uh, I had a spider that decided to um, take revenge for the amount of spiders that I have put outside. I don't kill spiders, I put them outside, but I guess they're like, nah, it's too cold. How dare you put them outside? Um, I'm going to take revenge and destroy your computer. Or my computer was deciding to be a complete diva. And when one of my screens disconnected, um, both my mouse and keyboard stopped working. And the episode decided to just not. Just just decided to just not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I plugged my screen back in and cleaned out the cobweb. Um, and everything's fine now. <laughs> Sometimes all it needs is a good turning off and back on, and that solves everything. Yes, yeah. Um, also, big updates are happening with Windows computers right now. Uh-huh. Have you got your notification for Windows 11? I have not. I have on both my laptop and this computer. I have yet to update either of them, though. Yeah, I I don't know if I am. I don't know when I'm going to. I don't know what is going to stop me from doing it. Yeah. I always get very nervous when new big additions happen. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way because, you know, shit's not going to work right. There's always going to be some sort of issues. Also, Microsoft and Apple suck whenever it comes to new shit that's going to cause issues at some point down the line. Yes. Yeah. There's always bugs. Always bugs. Always issues. And also, there's going to be some new way for them to try to squeeze money out of us. So, fuck them. Yes, absolutely. I'm too poor. It's Christmas season. I have to buy for a girlfriend this year. <sighs> yep, and I'm a student, so. <laughs> so we're both screwed. <laughs> yeah, I think I could just leave that there. Just am student. Also, to all the American people, happy Thanksgiving this week. Ah, our Thanksgiving is in a few days, so I happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've already had yours. You had yours like a month ago. Yeah. Which is also something that's all very strange to me because it doesn't exist in um, anywhere else in the world. I think it's a purely North American thing. Um, and it's, I mean, after all of these years, it's still something that we don't even really celebrate. Yep. So also, you know, not entirely sure how I feel about celebrating it morally, considering it's celebrating a genocide of a race. But it is like most other American traditions of it is not about the genocide it is about the capitalism of making money off of very expensive birds because yeah. i don't know if you've noticed but turkey prices this year are out fucking rageous my dad gets a free turkey with his work uh-huh. and uh the other year one of my parents also won a turkey and so the one that my dad gets he always just puts straight in the food bank because Two of my family of four are vegetarian, so we're not going to go through a turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, and then he, he, I think he won a second one. So the food bank had two turkeys from us last year. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Also, um, turkeys are more of a, I mean, we don't have Thanksgiving in the UK, but like we have turkeys much more over Christmas, whereas Amer- North Americans have ham over Christmas, right? Um, so turkey is primarily a Thanksgiving thing, whereas Christmas is more of a, you might have turkey, but typically it is ham. Although after talking to our Welsh friend, I have come to the determination that it's very turkey for Christmas over in the UK. Yeah, that's what you, well, I mean, you don't have Thanksgiving, so if you're going to have a turkey dinner, it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I always had growing up, um, I used to have three turkeys over Christmas because I'd have one at my maternal grandparents and then one at home and then one at my paternal grandparents. So for like three days for um, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day, 
we would have three Christmas dinners. Also, you don't have Boxing Day in the States. Nope. Although I like to think Boxing Day is literally just people go outside with some gloves on and beat the shit out of one another. <laughs> I feel like it's boxing as in boxing up all of your Christmas decorations uh, because it's over now. Um, but also that's another thing in America is that you tend to keep your Christmas decorations up until like August. Uh, depends on the people. Now, yeah. if it were up to my girlfriend, she would leave her shit up year round. Yeah. but. I'm also the kind of person to where it's like, I don't like to put up decorations because then I have to take them down. Yeah. So that's why my recording setup has had Christmas lights on it basically ever since I put my PC together. Mm. Because these lights either stay up or if they come down, they're never going back up. Yeah, I think, well, I think there's a difference between fairy lights and Christmas lights, right? Because I have fairy lights around my bed, but they are arguably Christmas lights. Well, you see, mine are legit Christmas lights. I bought them at Christmas. They are colorful. And also, I have color-changing LED light bulbs in my lamp and my actual overhead lights. Yeah. So my entire office is colorful. I would also argue that the difference between fairy lights and Christmas lights are whether or not the cable is green. Cable is definitely green. Then those are most definitely Christmas lights. Yeah, I would say I see fairy lights as the white cabled ones. Yes. And typically they're just white. They're not actually colored. Yeah. See, I have I have in the middle because I have black cabled ones that are yellow, not white. Oh, so you're very Halloween-esque. Could be, yeah, yeah. Uh, they Either just... that or very Batman. I will also take Batman. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Let's hear the voice. Be Batman. Oh, Lord, uh, I'm Batman. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Yeah, uh, works fantastically well. Right. For someone who definitely doesn't have um, even most, like, probably an alto voice range. I'm Batman. <laughs> oh, Batman. <laughs> That's the deepest I'm I clipping can do. That. I'm clipping that. That's going to be used at some point down the road. Yeah, no, uh, oh. absolutely do not have a deep voice whatsoever. So on the note of voices, do you want to you wanna hear something? Yeah. So at church this morning, I got to do something that was very, very out of my wheelhouse mm-hmm. for any sort of voiceover work. So I got to do live commentary voiceover on the Christmas film for church. Okay. Like, we watched the trailer beforehand, and I was just doing my movie announcer voice, just making fun of it. Yeah. And I get handed a microphone, and they're like, you get to do that live, live. as we're going through service, whenever we're doing the film. And I'm like, uh, 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 da, 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 da. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. Like, just one of those stereotypical, like, anime trembling moments. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. sitting there just trembling, like, uh, da, 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 I, I, I don't want to. I don't want <laughs> to. Do I have but to? I did it. It was fine. It was fun. Everybody loved it. So, you know, we out here. We gaming. Fab. Brilliant. Yeah. So that was that was fun. <laughs> that's it. That's about the most that's about the most exciting that my week has been. Nice. I uh have had a very busy week. I have mm-hmm. quite a few big school projects all happening at the same time because Mm -hmm. it is the end of module three which i feel like is like the biggest apart from final module you know what i mean it's like it's a chunky module um and uh of of all of my classes are all ending either um last week or this week Mm -hmm. so i've had a very busy week um doing that i have one painting that i have to finish up that is a hefty size and I didn't actually get started on it until quite late because I didn't have uh, a canvas of that size so I had to go out and buy a canvas and uh, and that's been like stressful it's very out of your comfort zone because I have to use um, opposing colors on the color wheel to create um, a painting and I'm only allowed to use those colors and black and white to darken them mm-hmm. um, and I chose to do um red and green green but not like central red and green i'm doing the um tealy green and the orangey red so they're like the one next to each other you know 
Oh, interesting. So it's, yeah, in between the, the blue and the yellow and then the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And then I have an art history paper due that is um, terrifying because I'm not good at writing. I don't do words. I'm in the painting and drawing program for a reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have that due. Um, and then uh, my drawing class, I have a big module due as well. We recently just did gesture drawings, which was fun. Um, it was like, because uh, gesture is like, it is an art form, but it's also an th- action. So it's like a gesture as in like a drinking or signaling something, smiling, that kind of thing, gesture. But also a gesture drawing is a like actual style of drawing. So it's that um, like very rough sketch that you see where you don't erase anything. You just like draw it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that is considered to be a gesture drawing. So we had to do a gesture drawing of a gesture. Well, several of them for different um, topics. So that was a, a thing. Now say that five times fast. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, <laughs> Um, And we were supposed to be working with live models and we would have been if it hadn't been for COVID. So um, yeah, we had to go off of videos instead, which I think gave a different atmosphere. But my professor is super cool and has said that next semester, when we have permission to get live models in, he is going to invite this class to join next semester's class um, on their live model session. So we have the chance to do it, even though it won't be graded, it'll just be like a pra- like a practicing for us, but because it's something that we can't do, he's like, yeah, you can come and join in with next semester's class. Um, and he's paying for it himself out of pocket. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Super cool um, thing for our professor to do. I appreciate it very much. Yeah. Um, good on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And he's, he's chosen his personal favorite model. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be looking at some naked people at some point. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I'm excited to do that. I bet. Yeah, um, I spent most of this morning and uh, quite a bit of this afternoon sitting in a uh, little cafe just up the road from where I live that I have been to once before um, where I met with a friend. And then uh, to uh, to vent, we were going to do, no, we weren't going to do homework. I've met with this person before and we went and we were saying, we're saying, oh yeah, we'll meet up and study together. And then no studying happened because we just talked the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then this time we met up to vent because we were both stressed about work. And so we were just like, we're going to go grab a coffee and we're just going to like get all of our angst out of our system about schoolwork. Um, and that was a good time. We had a good time doing that. It's because it sounds like it'd be a good time. Yeah, it was fun. Always good to vent and get it out. A hundred percent. And I feel like sometimes you just need to, you just need to meet up with someone who kind of gets what you're feeling and just like rag on it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very cathartic. But yeah, today I went back to that little place and I sat in the cafe for like three hours um, doing a schoolwork and I hadn't really intended to stay that long. I'd kind of gone thinking, oh, I'll probably be there about an hour and a half maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kept sitting there and then the lady came up and was like, you want another drink? And I'm like, yes, please. And then of course you end up staying there for much longer. So um, I had like, I had two cappuccinos and I had a... a a pastry that was spinach and feta cheese and they warmed it up and they make it fresh in the little bakery section of it. It was really oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, it was great. And then I had a little, um, uh, they called it a dumpling, but it's not from like Asian culture or British culture. It's from like Eastern European dumplings. I don't know. It was like a deep fried, almost sweet, crispy pastry with like mushrooms and spinach and peppers in the middle and onions. And it was huh. really nice. It wasn't like something I've ever had before, but I really enjoyed it. Well, that's good. Mm. I had Starbucks's pumpkin bread for the first time yesterday. Yeah, that was yesterday. Are you a pumpkin person? No. Me either. But it was actually good. I was mm. surprised. It really wasn't bad, especially toasted. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I never got into like the pumpkin spice stuff um, or the only thing that I've had that I've enjoyed is um, pumpkin and cheese, uh, pumpkin and cream cheese muffins mm-hmm. because I really like cream cheese. So I think that like they complement each other quite well. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I've had that I like, but I know a lot of people that are like, oh, I love pumpkin just to eat pumpkin. Like I'll put it in a vegetable stew or I'll put it, like 
have pumpkin bread or I'll have pumpkin soup. And I'm absolutely not one of those people. Yeah, I I also couldn't be that person that just, no, not for no, me. Not no. today. Not ever. No. Yeah. So that's so, us. Yep, that's it. That's been the week. That, <laughs> that's the episode. Goodbye. Yep. Bye-bye. We we don't have a topic. No. Speaking no. of, we haven't even told what the topic is. No, we haven't. For this week. Mainly because we didn't decide on this shit until yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, I, who, uh, it's been a week. Very busy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, it was a movie this week. But we kind of gave you that warning last week. Well, we did in the original recording. And then yep, the original I, recording went to shit. So. I, I don't even remember if I said anything about it no. i can't i don't remember it's been it's been a week yeah but you found this movie so why don't you tell us about it uh so we have the absolutely lovely uh, uh title of the film that i can totally think of because i am um i am in excellent shape to do this <laughs> yeah words bubble so, up like soda pop it is a film that debuted in japan on the same day in theaters as it debuted in netflix or on netflix subbed and dubbed in the u.s hmm. yes. i have background info somewhere in my phone hold up yeah uh well i can tell you that it is rated a pg 13 and something that i found very interesting um about this film is that the lead voice actor for our main character cherry um was born in 2005 so he is a younger or around the exact same age as the character in the show. That is very interesting. Yeah. Um, and his uh, co-star, who voices the female lead, um, uh, Smile, in the show, um, she was born in 1997. So she is my age. Yeah, she is your age. My age. But I thought that so, was very interesting. That is very interesting, actually. Mm. Like, I am... Like, it's cool to see people that young kind of breaking into the industry and also breaking into the industry with a big film yeah yeah i actually don't know if he's done any work before his name is ichikawa somegoru i think apologize if i say that said that wrong and i uh yeah honestly it looks like his only film that he's done is this one it seems to be its breakout role so so the director it was his breakout role but in film, hmm. the director, Kyohei Ishiguro, has actually done something else before this in the television show industry of anime. Mm -hmm. And it holds a very, very special place near and dear to my heart. I, yeah, get it. No way you're going with with this. Do, do you? Do you I think do so. Do you know exactly where I'm going? I, I believe so. This is the director that did your lie in April. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. Oh, it made me so happy to find that out. The And what's interesting about this film is that it is not based off of a manga, but a manga adaptation came out after the film was in production. Interesting. So not after the film was released, but while it was still in production. Mm -hmm. So the manga adaptation of the film started serialization in November 27th of 2019 and finished on March 27th of this year of 2021. Hmm. So it kind of pulled like a your name type situation and the manga started afterwards. Yeah. But I would be very curious to look at the manga and kind of see how it's stylized because I loved the presentation of this film. It's a very, um, like, bright, uh, colourful film, almost, in a way, kind of the exact opposite of Your Lie in April, funnily enough, because this mm -hmm. is using very saturated colours, even in, um, yeah, just like the lighting in buildings, in um, details around it, it's very, very saturated, um, and I will also say that it is nowhere near as emotionally draining as Your Lie in April, so... No, no, definitely not. There was a bit at the end where I thought about crying. Then I was like, mm, no, yeah, no, not there. I also did not shed tears. I don't even think I got close to that point. It was definitely a heartwarming kind of moment where you get like those squishy feels, but I wouldn't say that it took it any further than that. 
Um, mm. And it definitely does have a tone of like sympathy. You do feel kind of sympathetic towards a couple of the characters, but I wouldn't say that. And I mean, maybe unless you have a personal connection to the situation that the characters are going through, then it might be more of an emotional um, tug on the heartstrings. But for me personally, it was just like, um, oh, you know, I I feel things for you, but that's where I kind of leave it. Mm-hmm. But also incredibly easy watch. Very easy watch. Yeah. Like I could, I feel like I could watch this again and just have a great time. Like so short after watching it, just because I feel like it just kind of flew by. Yeah. It's a very comfy show. It's the kind of thing that I would recommend to watch when you're feeling sick, to be honest. It feels like you don't really have to pay attention to it because the story is very simple. Um, you can probably like you can get up and go to the bathroom and leave it playing and come back and sit down and you'll know where you are you know Mm -hmm. um yeah i feel like it's a very relaxing easy watch yeah sit down bundle up get some good soup (laughs) good soup (laughs) and just have a good time yeah have you done all your background so it was produced by uh the uh uh, <laughs> someone uh, flying so dog. sublimation mm. uh flying dog was i think the one that kind of like created it but it wasn't the actual studios that made it mm. so the studios that kind of co-produced it was sublimation and signal md sublimation uh is kind of most well known for the work they've done on dragon's dogma mm-hmm. on netflix and then signal md has done the absolutely wonderful uh show called recovery of an mmo junkie mm-hmm. which for those of us that are rom-com fans and also know about mmos and want a really good comfy laugh that's a good one to go with but also most notably as far as in recent history platinum end which mm-hmm. kind of took the anime world by storm this year uh i just had a quick look at things that flying dog has done because i was intrigued um and we have are you lost and arte on here which we have both covered i was gonna say it sounded familiar Mm, and also um bamboo blade which is an anime that i have dropped um funnily enough i don't think i dropped it because it was bad i dropped it because i stopped watching it for one reason or another i got interested in something else and never went back to it because i don't think it pulled me enough adhd wise but it is um an anime about a group of girls who play kendo in school. Um, and I in, I remember enjoying it. I just don't think it grabbed my attention enough to keep me interested. I feel like you've told me about that one. So, yeah. makes sense. I can see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, with that, I will say that it is one hour and 27 minutes long. It is rated a PG-13, which I feel like is a high rating. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily deserves that rating. Like, I could see it being PG. Is it just because it has beer? I swear to God, if it's just because it has beer. I'm trying to think if there's any language in it that is makes it a PG-13, but I cannot remember there being, like, swears in there, but that might just be because I don't pay attention to whether or not there's swears, you know? It is. It's centered around teenagers, so I could see them just kind of, like, slipping, like, damn and hell and i don't know like some of the more like mid-tone in and um i could see in that case like i haven't just paid attention to them but other than that i don't see why it would be a pg-13 no it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me either so yeah interesting rating yeah so again i will say that if you are a parent and you are uh curious about whether or not you could show this to your kids uh in my opinion i feel like maybe someone under the age of like eight wouldn't be able to like they wouldn't keep up with the story they wouldn't find it very interesting because like i said it's a very like chill story there's not a lot to keep someone interested and it's on the longer side as well being an hour and a half for like kids films i feel like they're more about an hour's length um so I feel like maybe that you they might lose interest. But um, in my personal opinion, I could see this being watched by like quite a young audience. So give it yourself a watch. See what you think as a parent. And um, yeah, I, I don't see why it's 
a PG thirteen. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. No. Um, on Anime Planet, it is rated a three point nine four out of five or a seven point eight eight out of ten. And on my anime list, it is a seven point five zero out of ten. So we're looking at that seven and a half range consistently through both of them. It has a dropped rate of 0.65, which is uh, pretty dang good for a film. I feel like that's hitting it right in the average zone, even on the the good side of average. Um, mm-hmm. It's Yeah, we have a few films that are in the zero point range, um, and this is even on the lower side of the zero point. So I would, yeah, honestly, this has a very good drop rating. I'm just looking at another film. Uh, what is this? Um, no, that's what is what color is films? I've lost films. Films is that color. Well, I mean, Konosuba, for instance, that had a higher drop rate than normal. Yeah. Uh, Children Who Chase Lost Voices is a 0.8. Spirited Away is a 0.14. I feel like the Ghibli films do so well with the, the drop rate. They have fantastic drop rates, but then they're also on the shorter side. Yeah. Well, they typically sit at like an hour and a half as well, but they're Ghibli, so. Yeah, but then like Rascal Does Not Dream of Dreaming Girl is a 1.18 drop rate. Well, that's also a very niche audience for a film. Yeah. Because again, you could start that film and think you're in for something and then not get what you're expecting. That's true. Because I feel like people that were actual fans of Bunny Girl Senpai watched and finished that film i feel like a lot of that drop rate comes from people that didn't necessarily know what they were getting into so they were just kind of either turned off by it or just didn't understand a lot of the nuances that the show had kind of created mm-hmm. i'll tell you what though i really want to go back and rewatch bunny girl senpai at some point in the near future mm. yeah actually i do as well it's one that i recommend to people um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. I will say that Oko's Inn is a 1.76 and I Want to Eat Your Pancreas is a 1.52. And this is right in the middle of that. So that gives you a good range. Uh, I Want to Eat Your Pancreas was so good. Yeah. Um, and this is on Netflix. So um, American Netflix. If you are in Canada, it's not on our Netflix. Sorry. So get a VPN. Figure <laughs> it out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's all of our background. So I will give you a general overview of the film, um, and then we will chuck on those spoiler chicken hats and get into the discussion. So this is a typical Boy Meets Girl story. It's very classic. I would say it's more in the rom than the rom-com, but it's been described as a rom-com. I wouldn't say that there's a lot of com in it. I feel like there's some com, there's some rom. Yeah. But I feel like it's more or less just kind of a coming of age story. Slice more of life. Anything. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a very chill film. Um, I would say that it it is very modern in the way that it, it is set up. Uh, for instance, uh, our main female lead, Smile, is a streamer. So we have a lot of like very new um concepts to this, uh, which I very much appreciate. It's nice to see animes that are depicting our current world. I would be curious on that thought to see if there is going to be an anime set in the pandemic at some point. Uh I could I could see it. Yeah. I feel like I'd it's... say probably in the next couple of years, since I think it takes a couple of years for anime to be produced unless it's one of the big three. Yeah. Well I feel like um there's probably manga already being written about it and then uh, or light novels already being worked on about it because I feel like it's a very easy setting, especially for things like romances. Uh, two people in the same building get it together during lockdown. You know what I mean? Very simple. One of them gets mm-hmm. COVID and then you have a sad bit and then they're fine at the end and they're together. Like it's, I feel like it's a very, very simple storyline that you could do a lot with. Oh yeah, 100%. And it'd be very relatable considering what we went through because how many relationships did we see blossom through online means through COVID? Yeah, 100%. And how many relationships did we see fall apart in the same sense? So um, yeah, having to be stuck with your partner in a small space for months on end will really put a relationship to the test. (laughs) Honestly, give me an online dating anime set during COVID. Yeah. I'd watch it. I think a lot of people would watch it. I think you'd get a a lot of good views. Especially if you said it in something like Recovery of an MMO Junkie, where it's like in a video game mm-hmm. type setting as well. Yeah. Mixing some sword art for some full dive. Hell yeah. Yeah. You have your girlfriend met your girlfriend on RuneScape vibes. 
So <laughs> here is the idea for you, whoever. If you decide to make this, just throw some money our way. Sponsor us. Hire us for the voice acting. Yes. Uh, I mean, it, any of those are options. Please just, just you know, let us in on it. We got you. Again, we are marketing geniuses here. Yeah. We uh, can't flesh anything out, but by God, we can give you ideas. We got the initial ideas, but after that, we're just <laughs> shit. Um, but yeah, okay, so it is typical Boy Meets Girl story. Um, main character, Cherry, our male lead, is um, someone who does not like loud noises, so he's always wearing his headphones, and um, it's set during a summer at school, uh, or on school break. Um, and uh, and he is working his mom's part-time job at an old folks home, basically. Or like an old folks, I wouldn't say it's old folks home because they go there for the day. It's like old folks daycare, I guess. But it's <laughs> in the mall. Yeah, so it's just like a, I guess like a, a club that's made for old people. It's like uh, after school activities, but for the elderly. Yeah, daycare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly how, how it yep, seems pretty to be. much um and and at the mall uh he bumps into our female lead smile who um is as i said before she is a streamer and uh they end up getting knocked over and swapping phones with each other and this is how our story starts we have shared insecurities between the two. Each one has an insecurity that the other finds to be, like, helps each other through throughout the the, the film. Um, and uh, and it's just very sweet. It's also based around haikus, the poems. I will say, I have never been more confused about what a haiku is than after watching this film, because I thought I had it down with just basic syllable counts, and then that all got thrown out the window whilst watching this film, because the way that they were saying that this is a finished haiku was definitely not the amount of syllable counts, um, even without like the subtitles just in what I was hearing them say. It was like one line of haiku and they're like, a finished haiku. And now I'm just confused. So bear that in mind. Yeah. Um, especially if you watch it subbed, be prepared. Yeah. Because it will throw you for a loop. Now, some of them translated to English beautifully. Mm -hmm. Others, not so much. Yes. Uh, I do not know about the dub, uh, how they translated. If you watch the dub, please feel free to comment on this this podcast or let us know in DMs because I'm so curious um, about what how they translated, how they sounded, and whether or not they translated them to be like haikus or if they translated them more literally and then they didn't fit the syllable count. Uh, fun fact, I watched it both. Oh, and? Uh... Like I said, some of them turned out beautifully. Others, not so much. Okay. Well, there you go. But you can you can kind of get the gist of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that is our overview. That is all of our background. And um, yeah, let's jump into it. Yeah. Spoiler chicken hats on. Put them on. Okay. So first things first. Um, Fuka, but with reverse gender roles. <laughs> yeah. Because one was extremely popular on Twitter, and the other one was like, ew, technology. Yeah. It is very stereotypical in that sense. I feel like it's not a very um, original film. I feel like the most original part of it is the fact that she's a streamer, so that's quite, like, modern, and that he is specifically interested in poetry, which is something that I don't feel like is often shown, um, especially for a male lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very much a, it's a unique concept built on a stereotypical premise. Yeah, the I feel like the, the baseline story is very cliche. Boy meets girl, they help each other get over something, uh, both interested, both like opposing characters and uh, slowly fall for each other over time with a uh, like mildly is what it is ending. Like it's very... <laughs> Very simple plotline. But I will say, if they didn't have the confession at the end, mm. I would have been fine with it. Like, I was fine with how it ended regardless. Yeah. But they didn't have to go the relationship route, because obviously they got close with one another. Yeah. But it could have been, like, very much a setup of a silent voice where you have the 
main characters just build a friendship Mm -hmm. out of the bunch Mm -hmm. and get extremely close that way. But then you had the confession at the end of this where it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I see it. Yeah, I... I feel like it was it, the the confession aspect of it was. I feel like it was a uh, it did benefit the story in the sense that um, Cherry isn't was up until that point known to be very silent and didn't like speaking in front of crowds and everything. So it was kind of his getting over his insecurity moment. But they could have done that in just like I don't know a much like a different route, you know? No. Because then it would have gotten drowned out by the fireworks. Yeah. So then the film would have been another 30 minutes long because then the two of them would have separated. Then they would have had to like continue their relationship online. And then, you know, fuck off outside. I'm being very important right now. I'm talking. I am the most important. Exactly. This is my podcast. So you you leave me alone outside. Okay, thanks. (laughs) But yeah, so I... It kind of worked the way that they did it. Because, again, it, they could have dragged the film out another 30 minutes if they didn't do it that way. Yeah, I, I feel like that. Um, yeah, I don't it, It's uh, Yeah, it, it, I feel like it's fine. I feel like it, the, I'm going to spoil it and say that I feel like the 7.5 rating is just like a standard rating for this. I feel like that does the job. I disagree. Oh? I give it a 9. Really? Yes. What for? for th- it was such an incredible watch. It was so incredibly pretty. The soundtrack was phenomenal. I agree about the soundtrack. And it's just like, I really enjoyed the story. It's cliche. I get it. And that's what kind of knocked it a point. Okay. But there's nothing that can make me knock it a full two and a half points. I I feel like the reason why I'm knocking it that to make it a, a 7.5 is just because I've seen this story before. So it is basically because it's cliche. You substitute in personality traits like the the hobbies and this has been done a thousand times this has been done very well that being said um it is like brad said very very beautiful soundtrack is fantastic voice acting is really really good job um in the in the sub very much thought that they conveyed the emotion and i could tell the emotion via the voice even though i didn't understand the language and i had to read the subtitles i liked the um side story of the old man and his record and his wife i thought that was very cute um i was not emotionally moved throughout this film and i did pause it halfway through while watching it to have a nap and then started the film again so i will say that that is like it that's a sign for me of like it wasn't gripping my attention enough to where i postponed my nap (laughs) and again i feel like a lot of that just comes down to you and i have two like completely conflicting styles on what we prefer we have very similar tastes in anime and what we enjoy yeah but ultimately, as far as like our true preferences and what we get the most out of, mm-hmm. that's going to ultimately kind of be the determining factor on what we rate it. Also, I'm not sure she got over her insecurity about her teeth. I don't think she got over it, nor do I think that Cherry got over his either. Yeah. But they both overcame something there at the end. mm Because dude was like, oh, hey, you know, regardless, I like you for you. I don't give a shit about your buck teeth. And dude was also getting over his own insecurity. So therefore, she was like, okay, I'll pull my mask down. Yeah. And boom. So, you know, that little bit at the end, I did kind of think brought it up some. Mm. Because, again, that final interaction and then the little bits with the credits, like seeing the uh, photos of things that kind of continue a little bit past and then kind of that ending scene Mm. of the record playing with the fireworks going off with the silhouettes Mm -hmm. that was cute yeah Uh, also old man story kind of bumped it up another point yes i that was adorable that was so fucking cute it was really cute i did like i think it was really unique how all of the characters were known by their nicknames Mm -hmm. um and uh who is it that did the the graffiti um oh uh fuck what was his name what did they call him? I don't remember. It's an animal, isn't it? It's like dog or something. Um, I don't remember. Uh, let me see if it's on the wiki. Funnily enough, I don't have it pulled up. Normally I would do. Uh, words. Bubble. 
that's not how you spell bubble. Uh, like soda pop. Okay. Beaver. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Beaver. <laughs> that's what it has here. It says character. Yep. Oh, no, it does. Um. Yeah. Uh, so, Beaver. Also, like how one was just named Japan. Fantastic. Uh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah. So, Beaver writes all of Cherry's haikus around the city and just in all of the landscape shots that you get, you like it's like where's Wally? You get to find all of the little haikus. Haikus. Hi- I keep saying haiku and that's because I have that on the brain because we're covering season four soon. It's haiku. Yep. <laughs> um haiku around the um around the landscape. And I think that's really fun. Although you say where's Waldo? It's a British yep. thing. Where's Waldo? Where's Wally? It was created by a Brit in Britain. It's Wally. No, no, it's Where's Waldo. <laughs> Wrong. Although I feel like Where's Wally would make more sense here than Waldo, because who the fuck's name is Waldo? D- Disney? No, that's no, Walt. Walt. Yeah, it is. Wally? Wally is you know, also another. Wally. Oh, that's true. Um, Wally is also another name for an idiot. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's like a. I'll stop being a Wally. It's like a mild insult, very casual, gentle insult that you would. Very like, casual, gentle insult. Yeah, the kind of thing that you would see, like a mum call their kid. A nice. Is that what you nice called mom. the girl that was getting onto you for stepping on the concrete? <laughs> no, I probably had some crueler, harsher words uh, at the time. <laughs> Uh, shall i retell the story are we gonna do that uh or should we just leave it a mystery for everyone to never know leave it a mystery why not okay (laughs) that is it's a story that was on last week's episode that did not exist so there you go nope it does not exist that is a story that would not be retold um editor leave that out (laughs) Um, well you never know maybe it'll be retold after we've forgotten that it got deleted uh yeah or you know we'll we'll bring it up at some point like i'll passively mention it again like i did there i could have left that alone but i did that on purpose yeah well um (laughs) i have another story for you uh a fresh off the boat story on a similar vein Um, okay yeah petty stories i like it Mm. uh when i was in i think it was my first year of middle school in canada um i was on the playground uh waiting for my school bus to come and there was this girl who I didn't really know to be honest we never really ran in the same circles but for some reason we were arguing and I don't remember about what but I yeah we we were arguing but it wasn't like I don't know I was just really annoyed at her (laughs) that's all I remember is feeling this great frustration towards her and I think probably what it was is that we were having a conversation had a differing difference of opinion and most likely one of us was getting very insistent on our opinion and I got to the point where I just tried to walk away because that's what Mm -hmm. I do before I blow up I tend to just be the person to just like mid-conversation will just dip um and uh and I think if I remember correctly she followed me so I remember turning around and saying oh bog off and then she just goes what does that mean? And it just took the wind out of my sail and I just <laughs> deflated. I was like, how do you, like, I just, I want you to go away, but my way of saying go away just didn't work. And now you're still here. And I have to explain <laughs> to you that I need you to leave or like leave me alone. And it's, it is not working. And I just remember just like, completely deflating and just having one of those moments of just like this is i'm i'm her i need a nap like that's brilliant yeah i love it and i still remember it to this day i think it's probably one of the most one of the strongest emotions that i've had of just sheer just depression in an instant of just like fuck's sakes <laughs> i love it yeah I don't even I don't even know what it was about. I don't even remember her name. I just remember I kind of remember what she looks like vaguely. I just remember being so frustrated because my way of communicating was not efficient. That's okay. 
Now that we're adults, we just tell people to fuck off and we go about our lives. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember, that's the thing, is I remember saying fuck off in my head and then going, I can't say that out loud. So then my next thought was bog off. So that's what I verbalized because I'd already dialed it back once at that point. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, still makes me angry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, more about the film, I guess. So basic plotline starts with the them meeting in the mall. They bump into each other because of Beaver. Uh, swap phones. She goes home. I like her sisters. Her sisters are fun. They are good additions to the story. And I think they barely have any lines. But um, they're also very, like, memorable characters, even without their their lines. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have very um, establishing personality traits. Yeah, and they kind of help push the plot along. Yeah. Even as little as they are, because they kind of push Smile out of her comfort zone. Yeah, they're a very good support system for her and an almost silent support system in the fact that they're just they're just background characters, but it's like they are, I don't know, it's just like a comfort blanket for her and mm-hmm. uh, it helps flesh out her character more and uh, I feel like they were just a solid addition to the story. Agreed. Um, so she then uses her sister to find her phone they then meet up or they call each other and this is when the two friend groups meet um and uh meet up at the mall and swap phones back again and then it's just about smile kind of fleshing out cherry who didn't really initially ever do anything to interact with her to start with it's mainly her pursuing him not even necessarily in a romantic sense. She's just curious about him because he is so different than her. Um, and she sees him working at the old folks' daycare. She sees him uh, reading a haiku, which that was the haiku that first got me confused about what a haiku is because I swear that was just one line and they presented it like a finished haiku. I think it's because as long as a haiku technically has five syllables, seven syllables, and then five syllables... It kind of doesn't matter, which again, I felt like their version of a haiku doesn't, or at least in the film, it's very confusing as far as like syllable usage. Well, that's that's where I was confused about, because to me, if I can remember correctly, I didn't go back and count it, but that it was one line what he said. So it sounded like just the first line of a haiku, just the first five syllables, because it, it was just like one one section um so i don't know if like the way that haikus are written in kanji makes a difference and then we've just translated that to just purely syllable count for english i i don't know but i remember this being the one where i was like that's as far as my understanding not a haiku that's just a line but i don't know if i'm like i just don't understand haikus properly that's probably the point (laughs) Well, again, to my knowledge as an American that studied English, I don't, I don't fucking get it anyway. A haiku is, fuck, now you've got me doing it. A haiku is a poem that just consists of 17 syllables. Yeah. Five, seven, five. Yeah. So if it's all one line, which in English I feel like would be almost impossible to achieve. Just because of sentence structure, you'd have to have like a weird run-on sentence to be able to achieve something like that. Mm. However, I feel like in Japanese, from the way their words are made up, I feel like it would be a lot easier to achieve that with one line. Because, like, Yamazakura is five syllables as it is. Yeah. As far as, like, the ending uh, haiku goes. Yeah, so I wonder if it has something to do with like the the characters when written in hiragana. Maybe. Because obviously like kanji can sometimes be like multiple hiragana, like a kanji can be like a full word. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's something to do with the hiragana. I don't know. That's the thing is I was just when I was watching it there were moments where I was confused about what a haiku was and I was like uh, did I get the syllable count wrong is it 353 three? but I was like no I'm I'm fairly certain it's 575 five. but yeah I'm not sure so yeah I'm I'm not sure either but again I also didn't take the time to count syllables 
1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Did I count that wrong? Because I read somewhere in one of the comments that the actual title of the film itself is a haiku. But I've got the characters pulled up on Wikipedia, and I think there's only 16. But I may have counted it wrong because um, uh, I don't know how to count. <laughs> well, not only that, but it's like you said, uh, kanji could consist of multiple sets of hiragana. Yeah. So one of those could be doubled up as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, though. So let us know if you if you know what a haiku is, because I'm I'm confused. Debate about it in the comments. Go. Yes. Okay. So from here, we have uh, them like meeting and talking and getting to know each other. We do have very early on established that there is this festival going on at the end of summer, uh, a Hanabi or firework festival. And then we also know that Cherry is moving and that it's very early established on in the film, which I think is a very good thing for the film. I have watched a few films where it feels like something happens very quickly at the end and it's a big plot twist and it kind of feels like they forgot how to wrap up a film so they added in a thing real quick Mm -hmm. um this case it's very early established very early on established and that leads to emotions of just tell her throughout the film yeah it's like almost a sense of panic yeah because as the days tick on and as the events unfold like with them cleaning up the record shop Mm -hmm. i'm like when the fuck are you going to tell her? But then I'm also like, one of two things is going to happen. One, they're going to find out the day before, and then they're going to be sad, and then they're going to have the you know, typical ending that we got of the confession and the fireworks and all that kind of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to happen the day of, and then, like I said, they turn the film into like an extra 30 minutes of them being separated and then having an online relationship and then eventually meeting up. Yeah. I feel like I have that kind of mentality thanks to a other individual mm-hmm. um you know the makoto shinkai that likes to tear my heartstrings apart with your name and weathering with you yeah so i feel like that's what kind of gave me that sense of impending okay they're gonna drag this out but no yeah i uh, also old man didn't die no thank god didn't. yeah the uh it that's i know for sure both brad and i when going into this film were sitting on the edge of our seats to <laughs> figure out whether or not we were going to be emotionally destroyed or not because of the relationship that this film has to creators that have done very emotionally draining productions yeah this director fucked me up in a past life yes I say a past life, you know, the part of me that died whenever I got back into anime and became full-blown weeb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I know that we were both, like, hanging on the edge of our seat. This film is a very comfy watch. It, it definitely did not do that, although it had a lot of potential to do that because I feel like it wouldn't have taken much to have just have him jump in the car and never see her again. And then leave on on silence because he was too anxious to actually go through with telling her. And then she finds out after he's moved. Um, and then also Old Man could have died. And if they had done that, I feel like it could have been a very... Like, especially if the Old Man had died before hearing... Like, after she breaks the record and before they find the new one on the clock. If Old Man had died in between that and then they had played the record at his funeral... That would have been. Don't so even depressing. get me started on that. Like I'm, I'm hurting thinking about that. The story that could have been told. Yeah. Director, recreate your line, April, with this premise, oh, just in a don't. TV show. Yeah. Break me, destroy me, please. You do good work. Yeah, but I feel like they could have gone that route very, very easily, and it would have been a whole different emotional experience. Um, I also feel like because we, like, I don't know about you, Brad, but I got very attached to Beaver as a character. If they had killed him off somehow, car accident or whatever, like, hit by the truck, um, Isakai'd him, I feel like that would have done great emotional damage to me because he is just such a lovable character. He is a great character. I I would have cried more if they'd have killed off the old man or one of our two main characters. Mm. But I don't know. Anime has fucked me up to the point where I, I go into films, especially, expecting the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I, I This is a very tame film compared to most anime films. What else? Oh, yeah. So so I guess we could, we could talk about Old Man's plotline. Um, so he has what, dementia or? I feel like he's just 
like ever since his wife passed away, he's just become very reclusive. Mm-hmm. But he loves his haiku. Mm-hmm. Like old man speaks in haiku. Yes. Which is a very interesting quirk, and I can appreciate that. <laughs> my hero. Uh... <laughs> oh my goodness, he is part of the universe. He is. Because um... have you seen manga panel, dude, from my hero? Yes. Yeah, so he's basically him, yeah. just haiku version. Haiku dude. Um, yeah, so he has this record that um, is the voice of his wife, who uh, passed away shortly after her daughter was born, who is now an adult and has a kid of her own, and who is grown. <laughs> and um, he holds on to the sleeve of the record and walks around the mall trying to find the record that goes in the sleeve. And they go through this whole plot line trying to find the record. They end up finding it down the side of a fridge uh, after Cherry gets the idea when he's packing all this stuff for moving. And the record is warped. So Smile goes to press on it to try and um, correct it. But it's not like... Records are made out of two different... Like, there's vinyl records, but before vinyl records, there's, there was, like, a, a fragile one, and they used to shatter all the time. I can't remember what they mm. were made out of. but um, And even the vinyl can shatter, kind of, depending on the circumstances. You know what I expected? What? I expected her to try to, like, flatten it out, mm. and then press out the creases to where it got rid of the music. Oh. Because vinyls aren't meant to be laid flat. They're not meant to have any weight on it. No. So I expected them, like, for her to press on it, and then it press out the grooves, mm. and then they put it on the thing, and it's all just a bunch of broken music, because she fucked it up. But no, she broke it. Yeah, broke she shattered it. it. Uh, and then, eventually, they find another one in a clock. It had been turned into a clock, which I think was a very, like, it's kind of one of those things where it's a, a bit of where's Wally, <laughs> again, um, throughout yep. the film. And it was something that they did absolutely foreshadow, and I picked up on it. I don't mm-hmm. feel like it's very subtle foreshadowing, though. I feel like most people would pick up on it. Well, because you also see that very same image on fireworks posters, especially the very first fireworks poster, because mm-hmm. it goes through like a lineage of them. Mm-hmm. So they they kind of hinted at it, and it was very kind of blatant yeah. in a way. Yeah, and that's how he eventually gets to listen to it, which makes perfect sense to me because it wouldn't have been as warped in... Um, in a well-ventilated, well-ventilated, well-taken-care-of room, as opposed to down the side of a fridge. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought that when we finally did get to hear the music, it was very fitting. I thought the song was a great representation of what we saw. It was kind of more retro in style, but it did keep up with the more modern version of the, the film as well, the theme of the film. I didn't feel like it was out of place. No, definitely not. And also, it was seeing the old man's face whenever he realized what it was, mm-hmm. that almost made me cry. Yes. Like, I felt the tears just well up to my eyes, and then it was gone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is sweet. I like this. Yeah, it does give you warm fuzzies. Uh, what else? And this is where we got to the point where we discussed, like, the confession and our thoughts on and all that, and then that is how said film ends. Yeah! Yeah! Um... So, like I said, solid nine. Yeah. For me, again, I am the like rom com guru of the group. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get me wrong on that one. But at the same time, like I said, it it took a very cliche uh, kind of concept and gave it its own kind of unique twist. And typically, with rom com or just romance films, they can kind of drag on, and they're very tropey. This one was not that. Yeah, and I I also will say that there was a moment in the film that I want to take my hat off to give credits to, and that is uh, Cherry just being emotionally overwhelmed after he tells Smile that he's moving and she is like dismissive of it and upset because obviously she just found out and she's not happy about it, and he breaks down and cries. I thought that that was a good addition to the film, uh, showing a young man crying in a situation that isn't like death which is normally mm-hmm. normally where we get those tears from is very extreme situations this was just much more of him being very overwhelmed also any other film she would have turned around and comforted him yeah because i would have been pissed too and probably would have left because they, he promised her a date and then he's not even going to be there for the date and then 
and she's fallen for him and didn't even know that he was going to move. And then all of a sudden he tells her that, well, she finds out. He doesn't even tell her. She finds out through other means that he's moving. And yeah, I could feel, I definitely understand why she just needed to walk away in that situation. But here's the thing. He never promised like he, he said, was let's going go, to he ran away and said let's go and which could have been interpreted no, as let's was... go in the store but it also she interpreted it as let's go to the fireworks yeah well i mean in the dub it very much came across as come on yeah yeah i yeah i kind of like that she walked away it made me feel like she was a pretty strong like character in that sense she had her own personality oh no no i trust me i'm not bashing mm. what happened by any means because i honestly appreciate it yeah because, again, that's why I'm saying, like, any other film would have come rushing back. But instead, she kept walking away. And I felt like that kind of made it all the more heart-wrenching with him crying. Yeah. Because, again, like, this dude is on his knees in the middle of a field, just bawling his eyes out. And you just see her walking into the sunset. Yep. Well, yeah. I don't know. Just it like, was just the shit? It was a good moment because it was, it's not her job to mother him. And he needed to come to his own terms. Uh, and I liked it. It's good. It was good. Yes. Good soup. Good soup. Also, uh, I like the age range for it. Both characters are um, only a, a year different from each other in school. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, sometimes that is not the situation in anime. So when it happens and they're both the same age, I like to give them credit. Yeah. <laughs> Comfy relationships. Yay. <laughs> Comfy. It's not creepy. <laughs> So yeah, good good on you, anime. Yeah. Solid 9 out of 10. Solid 7.5 out of 10, because I'm a boring plebeian and I go with the same as everybody else. I feel like you just have a tendency to shit on my rom-coms. I, I will fully admit I am biased when it comes to rom-coms. They are not my preferred viewing point. Also, I'm confused about the rating, and I mean, that doesn't change my score, but I'm confused about the rating. Why is it a PG-13? But you can't dock points because did, of a rating. I didn't. I didn't. I'm can't, just can't, curious about it. You can't do that. I didn't. But I too am very curious about it. It doesn't make sense no. at all. Why is it? Like, is it just a translation thing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm very, I'm very confused. PG-13 does not make a lick of sense. No, at all. I don't. Should I Google what the definition, what makes things a PG-13? I'm a child. What makes a film PG-13? Uh, this rating is a stronger caution for parents that content include included may not be appropriate for children under 13. Yeah, I know that. May include stronger language, extended violence, or sexual situations, and drug use. None of the three. Yeah. So maybe it's just an error somewhere along the way. I don't, I don't think know. it's an error. I just... Uh, can be violent, but not gratuitous. Hints of sexuality. Um, also not that. What do they classify as a hint of sexuality, though? Uh, realism, intensity, or persistent use, uh, persistence of the film's violence. Use of profanity. Oh, I got a text. Use of profanity, especially sexually revived words. <laughs> I can read. Uh, depiction of tobacco or drug use. Oh, was there anybody smoking? Uh, not that I recall. And then nudity or sexual content. Like I said, the only thing I could think of is perhaps whenever the dad grabbed a beer. Honestly, yeah, that might be it. Just the beer, perhaps there's somebody in the background smoking. Um, maybe some mild swear words, especially when like um, Beaver is getting chased by out of the mall for being... For being beaver? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe it was the fact that he was vandalizing, which is technically illegal. And also stole stuff. Like that entire oh, rooftop yeah. was full of stuff that he stole, so maybe. Yeah, it could be illegal activity, which isn't listed in the depiction in the description of PG thirteen, but that would make sense. Yeah. I don't know. Makes sense. Okay. Cool. We figured it out. Yep. So that's been us. I am Brad, that blue, blue on the social things at blue lavender stm mm -hmm. brad on the social things at bradcaster gaming and we on the social things at bnb anime <laughs> so yeah <laughs> we're also on youtube at bnb anime as well we have a website www.bnbanime.com i thought i put in an extra w but i don't think i did and uh on the website we have 
friends of the show, behind the scenes, links to our IMDb pages, and uh, links to your favorite listening platform if you are curious as to where we upload this. If not, you could just search us on any listening platform at BNB Anime. We're on your usuals, your Apple Podcasts, your Spotify's, your things like that, but we're on a couple of, of smaller ones as well. So if you have a preference to a smaller uh, listening platform, uh, you can uh, give us a search and see if we're on there. We have, I, I did say we're on the socials, but specifically we have Twitter and Instagram. Instagram is where we post lots of fun memes and updates and all that kind of stuff. Twitter is, we do things on occasion. And Yeah, Twitter is basically me interacting with my Twitch friends, which is not what the podcast should be doing. But hey, we out here, we game We game it. <laughs> um and yeah uh hopefully well next week we will not have a film uh but uh yeah we're i have a little bit of a dip in my work schedule so we'll be able to get some more fun animes and coming all up come yeah yeah happening brad will tell you about them yeah mob psycho next week first season not second season we don't have that much time but first season so be prepared for 100% psychedelic psychic powers nonsense. It's going to be fun. It's going to be very pretty. Also very simple. We're in for a good time. Mm-hmm. Mob Psycho is definitely one of those like cult fan favorites. Yes. But outside of that, thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>